Akwaba. Welcome back to the Team Ghana U podcast, by size where you receive news, updates, discussion and everything significant football and Ghana related. As always, I want you, the listeners, to be actively involved by tweeting or emailing us for discussion or wanting more information. Usually we have three segments, you've seen another, but due to the coronavirus and the lockdown, there hasn't been any football, so we've decided to discuss topics. Last episode, I was very enthused about the future or the activity of the next generation, in particular the diaspora playing in Europe. Last episode, we discussed Ghanaian football and its impact on African football, and the relation between being one of the most successful nations in CAF history, but failed to have the same impact on club football. And it must be noted, Ghana won the last AFCON in 1982, although we've had success and featured in several finals since. But today I would like to discuss the flair, the gusto and the showmanship of African football. I used to watch football with African players and not have a clue of what the player would do next, for the good and for the bad of the game, but I mean primarily for the good, and the bad by means of experimental, Kanu, Okocha and even Tarap. That's disappeared from the game, and now there's an air of predictability about our game. And I don't think that's because I or we have seen it all. African players had the history and traits of going past people, but now you struggle to find five Ghanaian number 10s in world football outside Africa. And I was considering stretching into African, but I'm exaggerating to make the point. It's a multitude of things. Sending players to Europe early, in which they adopt European characteristics of playing football. I've seen it all at a young age in England, and in the continent. I asked the question, do independent academies and clubs linked to professional football clubs play a part? Which begs the question, do we or don't we travel well? I say so with decorated African players such as Eto and Drogba. Of course you don't have to play in Europe to be decorated, but there are few and far between Ghanaians over the past 20-30 years, with Kufu and Essien about to name a few. Goals football in Ghana has been non-existent in recent years, leading in part to the downward spiral of the quality of talents unearthed in Ghana. COVID-19 has played a part, but the GFA announced plans to revamp the programme, believing it will lead to an increase in participation. The GFA have installed former players such as Samu Kufour, Stephen Apia and Alberto Saki are part of the international committee. But even with this, a great move and a step forward is the lack of a comprehensive system in Ghana, whether currently or in the past 20 or 30 years. Football has evolved into a science and big business. Systems in world football help create detail and is the best method of developing players and teams. Spain, Germany, France, England, I could go on. Young players are now looking for an opportunity worldwide to play. I read an article and saw a mini documentary on Turkey where they are currently relying on a system of going outside the country for talent to select players for their national side. Although a great system to take advantage of, it shouldn't be a system you rely on. If our players adopt European characteristics, we become the same and lose our individuality. We can often be profiled and as a result, play a select number of positions. And if we don't have the systems in place, we will fail to evolve, individually and collectively. The Nigeria side of 98 had an air or flair and unpredictability with Okocha and co. Like Brazil of 98, but they on a grander scale and before them in my time Cameroon in World Cup 90. They wow people and are spoken of still to this day. I'm 34 years of age and the best African side I've seen is the Ivory Coast team that featured Drogba and the Torres, one of the dark horses for the 2006 World Cup, but failed to get out of the group. A close second would be the Cameroon side that had Eto and Jeremy in the Norseys. We moved to Europe to excel and our success is based on individual development, the career of individuals. Of course there are cases of success due to the system, I state Ivory Coast and Cameroon. I throw Egypt into that category as well. Not to say that there isn't any more, or those countries couldn't do more. The South Americans, I would say, develop star quality, but it would be argued not a consistent level of player than Europe. But they have a style that is recognisable. I'm not sure that can be said any more of African sides. I began these thoughts in episode based on seeing phenomenal individual talent, potential, that made me think where's the individuality gone? Because harnessing this alongside systems will lead us back to glory. Spain, Germany, France, England, I could go on. Is it time we developed a comprehensive system? All these nations have done so and had success on the world stage, at youth or at senior level. The players who featured in the World Cup winning youth squads, those who starred, disappeared. 
some playing for top-tier clubs. They have agents, but do they require mentors? I'm going to finish the podcast by naming some players of the past who had that wow factor, and then name them alongside some of today's talents who have been developed in Europe from their early teens. You may draw comparison as to how they are as players, but also their potential if we get it right. Yeboah, Ebedi Pele, Nilamti, Mohamed Polo of the past, Ibrahim Sunday, and there's those who were born in Europe and developed in Europe. Eddie Nketiah at Arsenal, Callum Hudson-Odoi at Chelsea, and also Tariq Lamptey, who's currently at Brighton but was developed by the Chelsea ranks also. A fantastic match made in heaven if we get it right. Both different sets of players, both fantastic sets of players. Those born and developed in Europe are very good and polished, accustomed with characteristics to play European football. Whereas those who were developed in Africa were very good players who had an air of unpredictability, match winners in some case. I may have exaggerated my point, so it's understood. But that's it for this week's episode. As always, if you've got any questions or queries, email us at teamgoneu at gmail.com or tweet us or DM us at teamgoneu on IG or Twitter. Thank you, take care, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. <laughs>